0: So on this week's episode, um, as we follow up to our inquiry into how relationships affect civil discourse, um, we'll explore how the writing process allows us to use relationships to spur civil discourse. I'm Jody Braun, uh, joined by, uh, Patty Wiseman Adams, and this is the Twigcast. So hi, Patty, thanks for coming and joining me and, um, I'm glad that you're here. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you, Jody. I was um it was a really exciting conversation um on Tuesday night. And I've really been thinking about some of the things we discussed ever since. So I'm really glad I have a chance to visit with you.
0: Awesome. So I've been thinking a lot about um the uh triangle that we talked. Um, that Nick created. So, the triangle between relationships and civil discourse, and civil discourse in the writing process. And um, I've been wondering um, how we can use that um, to really help our, what we do in our classrooms with writing.
1: I, I think I, I was thinking the same thing. I know um, we started talking about the writing process and, and teaching teaching kids about you know how to be effective thinkers through civil discourse but when we started really adding relationship to that um, that's when it really started to make sense to me and I agree with you that that triangle that had relationship kind of on top and then writing process on one corner and civil discourse on the other but it really um, showing the relationship, how you need all three and how they can affect each other. Um, also thinking about how all of that relates into the writing process and, and how they direct, you know, relationships that you build, or sometimes it can, it can take the opposite effect, you know, relationships can um, be damaged within if, if the you know, if the disc in civil discourse too. So um, it was really interesting to think about that.
0: Yeah, and I've um, been thinking about, like you said, how it all correlates. Like we need, we can use the writing process to build relationships and we can use um, that relationship to also um, really engender the idea of what civil discourse is. And so, how we approach our students and teach them the writing process, and and um, to you, you know take feedback and apply it to their okay. to their writing processes um, is uh, is a big part of it, I think. So,
1: oh, that's I th- what I think, I think about. you're 100 percent right. Like feedback and and really taking the time. I know with my sixth graders, um, teaching them you know some protocols like you know, like the praise, comment, question of when they respond to somebody else, how how do you offer feedback that moves a conversation forward, not just say it's good or, um, yeah, I liked it, but really thinking of it in terms of writing and thinking, how do you help that person know not only when things are going well, but how they can move it forward even more you know it's that that moving forward piece but kids we forget kids don't naturally know how to do that i mean it's not that isn't really our civil discourse how do we get that to be a more positive relationship
0: yeah and i think that's probably one of the hardest things i um teach really is the type of feedback that is um very useful And so I've been really trying to use, um, go the procedural route these past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, so teaching students to recognize that, you know, everybody's a writer and they all are in different places in their, in their writing, um, um, craft really, you know, and their, their ability. So just simply looking at what they're doing and, um, and then explaining to the writer what they see as a reader and how it affects them. You know. And if that's the outcome that the, that the writer uh, is intending, then that's a good thing. And if it's not, then work on ways of improving it and give them specific. And it's really hard because you're right. Students fall into the trap of, well, it's either good or bad, or mm-hmm. you did something right or wrong. And we're like, uh, writing is way more nuanced than that. But that's a lot of the feedback they get from a lot of teachers as well. So it's really hard for them to break out of that.
1: And Jody, it's really interesting that you and you are in high school and you're teaching um are you're teaching like the AP, a couple AP classes as as well, right? And you're seeing that yes. same thing no matter Um, the level of your students and I'm seeing that in my sixth graders and in other elementary students that I've worked with in the past so I I wonder if that just continues because when I start thinking even as my of myself in adult writing groups I think sometimes it's easy to to um to forget that feedback you know can really can really help the writer to go places that they really hadn't thought of themselves. Or, or you know, and, and but nobody. It's not natural. It's not a natural process for us to give that type of feedback. And so, we have to be really purposeful when we're planning those opportunities.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it is our default is to just make a, a snap judgment about something. Oh, I like this, or, you know, I don't like this, you know, cause we get kids that do both. They're either, you know, this is just terrible. You need to start over or, you know, yeah. you're like, well, that's not, that's not really helpful. Like
1: they're not and, super graceful with each other's writing <laughs> unless you teach them how to be right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or they just see it as, you know, this isn't actually part of the writing process. Um, and we're like, well, yeah, it is. That's how you, you know, even if all these professional authors don't do it themselves, they have editors and a lot of thinking partners and colleagues looking it over and giving them feedback. And um, and it's this kind of feedback that's making them better writers or a better piece of writing itself. So, yeah, and I think um, that really has to do with the uh you know we've been talking about the how hard writing is you know just the cognitive demands of the writing process yeah you know it's hard to get started but then once they finally get something done they feel like that's my accomplishment and I I'm done I don't need to go back and I think that's one of the hurdles that is difficult for all writers.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I notice in my sixth grade, when I give them um, a lot of low stakes writing assignments, you know, like journal or entry level right into the day, some rituals that, that, that I do um, with them. But I, if I even, add time like i started out with 2 minute writes some really quick writes and i told the kids we're going to start building our stamina in our writers notebooks you know and, and i tried to pick some journal prompts that were you know easy, that they had a choice between so that they could write for those 2 minutes and you know after a while they like we moved it to 3 minutes and we moved it to i 4 minutes and getting them to really start um, attending to their writing and 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 keeping with it, and real and not just like okay I'm done, you know, um, writing until you're done and then and then picking something that you want to share, and say to the class or not, you know, and that's one of the ways that I've done that in my class is you know trying to create that space through the writer's notebook, but I found it really difficult during this pandemic and hybrid learning. What have you been doing to try to bridge that gap?
0: Um, I've really been trying to get students to um, spend more time reflecting Mm -hmm. on pieces that they've written for class. Um, And so I've been um, giving them a series of, you know, I'm trying to make them as broad, open-ended reflection questions as possible to just get them thinking and knowing that, uh, they don't necessarily, you know, that this is still low stakes reflections. It's not like going to go in and, and critique this particular reflection. I just want to know how they see their own writing processes. Um, I love that. And, um, so, you know, kind of getting in a little bit of, uh, metacognition and, um, And I have students who either, you know, they try to answer these questions in one sentence, you know, like, and I'm like, these aren't designed to be, you know, you know, one sentence. In fact, you can't, it's an open-ended question. There's no way that you can just respond yes or no. That's not the type of question it's. So um, I've been working with that and, um, you know, kind of getting mixed results. I'll have students, you know, really internalize that and write two pages and then those that are like, I'm going to write one or two sentences and just kind of use this as a, uh, you know, each of these questions as, instead of a jumping off point, it's like the end point, you know, kind of reversing that. Yeah, And um, I've also been um, trying to use um, uh, discussion boards a little bit. Yeah. So I'll give them like five minutes to, to write to a prompt or something and then have them, post their initial response and then you try to start some conversation that way because um, again it, it's writing um, yeah and it's low stakes. i'm not going through and scoring that stuff it's just here's what i'm thinking and then they they realize, oh, I am actually writing. So
1: <laughs> I tried using um, Jamboard as well um, to let kids um, po- like peer edit each other's and add sticky notes by asking questions to their to the students. So they'd post a paragraph of their writing and then anybody could ask them only ask them questions, you know, to and that questions to really try to get the the author to to move it forward. And that yeah. was really, um, I, th- I felt like it was really successful because even my my writers who were maybe not my highest level writers, they're good thinkers and they were able to come up with some really good questions to help one another. And I was really surprised about it really, we all had ownership for everybody's story that way, you know, we kind of knew what everybody was writing and I don't know. I really felt like that was a I want to explore that more because I feel like that and Flipgrid. I also have used Flipgrid and had them mix um read some writing or read a poem that they wrote and then the kids give mm-hmm. each other feedback. But it's really hard to not let that go awry, you know, and, and you know, there's gonna be a little messing around. And so I've had a hard time trying to make that stay, um, you know, useful. I mean, it's it's fun to be playful a little bit, but then I don't want it to get so silly that it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> And they're sixth graders, so they're sometimes real <laughs> crazy. Um, but I was wondering. I know you and I have been in multiple writing, you know, groups together over the years, and I was really taken with this whole thing about relationship and realizing that writing really does allow you to really get to know yourself in ways. And I think I really want my students to, if they want that avenue, I want to show them that that is something that writing um, can do for them. And I think I want to think of some more ways to do that.
0: Yeah, and I've, um, you know, my students laugh at me when I, you know, sometimes when I'm like, you are all writers, you know, yes. um, and whether or not they believe that or internalize that, uh, that's the challenge that I take on every year, especially with my AP students, because some of them, you know, they write well enough. And um, so they're not really thinking in terms of, oh, I'm a writer. I'm, I'm just here because I have to be. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into science. I'm like, you don't think. All those scientists aren't publishing publishing stuff like they just don't really think about it that way. So I think you're right that it really is uh, a way to um, you know really get to know yourself and thinking about yourself as a writer and you know really there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can use writing to um, really reflect on who you are as a person and as a student and as a teacher and as a learner and friendship and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think we can, um, really expand how we approach assignments and giving choice and things like that to help that process. Um, that's one way I've been thinking about is, you know, do I need to focus on, is it the, you know, specific content really, you know, is writing only about this one book, the best interest, or is there something else that, um, I can have them um, brainstorm and just have a, a it's only tangentially related to the book, right um, story. And I think that's one avenue that I'm really trying to to work on is building that capacity
1: for choice. I, th- oh, I think choice is magical, right? Um, but then we also have some kids who get stuck. So we have to give, multiple lots and lots and lots of chances and lots of spaces for them to practice and in authentic with an authentic audience when appropriate right when they're ready Mm -hmm. Um,
0: yep and I think that you know you mentioned that you know questioning process that's one way that you can build a relationship with your student and get to know them and they can also you know come up with ideas as you're sitting there and asking them questions about Uh, and trying to get them to brainstorm, you know, and then you're like, Hey, that's now you've got a great idea. Let's start with that, you know? And um, so that's another way to, to really build the capacity for to show them that they do have ideas and that they are, they are writers and that, but also, you know, building that rapport for that, that relationship and, um, and building that into the writing process. So.
1: Well, who knew writing is all about relationships. (laughs) we know (laughs) now right it's like it's so uh, simple but it's it really was like mic drop moment for me and i um i sometimes feel a little silly that after 26 years of teaching i i just that was not cemented in me
0: (laughs) yeah and i think you know that i mean that's just a testament to you know writing in general i think it's you're never going to be completely satisfied with where we're at. And I think that's, that's a good thing that you're always trying to learn and build on what we know and, um, and writers and teachers of writers and our and learning writing and learning to be a writer are all interconnected and it's, um, you know, they're not separable. Right. <laughs> so that's what I've learned.
1: Definitely. Well, I think it's been um, really nice to have this chat with you today. And I know. Thank you for listening.
0: Please visit our website at www.twig.fun to find out more and access our social media. Look for our next episode of the Twigcast the week of May 8th.